Greetings and salutations. Normally, I hit you all with the introduction, but we have a lot to talk about in relation to FAMU athletics. So I purposely have skipped the introduction because that's an extra minute that we can utilize to talk about the happenings that are going on in relation to Florida A&M University. And if you haven't noticed, if you have been under a rock somewhere, there's a lot going on with FAMU this week. Most notable, our athletic director, Courtney Gauthier, has stepped down and has decided to move on. So we're going to talk about that near the end of the show, but we're going to speed through a lot of the happenings of the week so that we can probably give everybody some attention and try to shine a little light towards all the sports, not just our athletic director leaving. Um, But recently, the tennis team went to the SWAC tournament and they bowed out in the semifinals against Jackson State. So uh, mm, let me take a sip on that one. That is a rivalry, y'all. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Family and Jackson State, it's a rivalry. Those two schools, these two schools have something going on. Jackson State puts us out. But Jackson State was the number one seed in the tennis tournament. We put up a good fight, though. Um, and hopefully we get to make a little bit more noise. Uh, congratulations to the ladies on the season that they that they had this year. Uh, next sport is bass is uh, not basketball. Basketball's near the end. I'm looking at baseball, but it's actually golf. Uh, the golf team went to SWAC tournament themselves, and they finished in third. But the catch is, they were in last. FAMU goes from last place to third place, picking up about 20 strokes in their golf match against the uh, SWAC competition, and it was just. The tale of two sides here. What we saw was that FAMU came in the first day and we didn't look very good. We didn't play very well. Um, We were just not good. And day two, we turned it on. We looked like a much better team and it was just a much better outcome. So congratulations uh, on the third place finish, but had we had a better finish, we likely would have won that tournament and finished in first place. So uh, we, we got to pick that up. Coach is doing a pretty good job, though. Uh, all, all accommodations to him for doing that. Now we're going to go look at the baseball team. And the baseball team is uh, kind of pushing it, y'all. Uh, Jackson State, we lost that series to Jackson State. We then had a midweek game to USF. That was a loss. And right now, we currently are split in our series against Alabama A&M in baseball. But the problem is they're in last place. I, I For some reason, they're last place in the division, and we split the series with them. We've got to do better than that. We're currently third place in the SWAC Eastern Division, and that's that's not going to cut it. We, we can do better than that, personally. And uh, hopefully we will, but we can't be over here struggling with last place teams in the division. That That's not a good look on us. And our next group or next team we're going to play against is Mississippi Valley State. And hopefully we can finish out that series strong. Again, we're, we're really approaching the end of the season and we need to finish strong so that we're able to have some have a good finish, have a chance to make the conference tournament and make some noise in the conference tournament. The next sport is softball. Softball, the season is all but concluded. We are going to be playing 
Alabama State fairly soon. And right now we have Alabama A&M and uh, we just finished playing them in Mississippi Valley State and we lost both series. So I stated earlier we're going to have a losing season for those teams and it's coming true. Uh, it's not to be surprised, but at the same point, we, we've got to finish off strong. We're going to play Alabama State next in a series and we need to take care of them. We, we can't be losing to teams that are they're not less good than us uh, or not as good as us, but they're teams that we can beat. We have to win winnable games. And uh, I was at the game against Mississippi Valley State when they were in Tallahassee, and this time we're in Itabina. That's a tough team. They got some hitters on there, and they actually brought some fans with them to the game in Tallahassee. So I, I was very surprised that that happened. Uh, and so let's get over to the money sports. We're going to talk a little basketball. I haven't heard any news from the women's basketball team. Looking forward to see what Coach Pillow does. But Coach McCullum is on the trail. And uh, Coach McCullum brings in three players. We're going to lose three, though. We're losing three, uh, supposedly. I've heard reports that Johnny Brown, downtown Johnny Brown, as I've coined him and some of y'all picked up, uh, is looking to transfer away. Keith Littles is also looking to transfer away from the program. So we have a couple of our best players on the team that are leaving the program and uh, looking to transfer to another school. And it's kind of like, dang it, man, we really would love to keep the continuity of the program and keep those guys here as long as possible. But we're bringing some new guys in. Uh, One is Jordan Tillman. He is a guard from Connor State. And I remember when he signed, I was like, is he committing? Or is he just trying to show fam you a little bit of love or something? I'm confused. And so I definitely commented on his uh, page on Twitter like, all right, looks like a commitment. Not sure if it is. And then later on got confirmation that it was a commitment from him. Uh, So congratulations. He's a guard. Uh, Welcome to the family. Next one we're going to get is a local guy from Tallis Community College. And I think I said this when I was talking about rebuilding the basketball program that we would have to go to the transfer portal and we have done so uh six four one ninety five guard byron smith from tallahassee community college so we got another guard coming in losing two guards getting two guards in looking forward to making some noise um next one we're going to get in is a forward jalen bates six six maybe six seven he's a forward from gaston college or gaston college and I kind of want to see what happens with this. If we can get some more size, does he slide down to a two guard position or the three? Cause he lists himself as a wing, but normally when you look at historically black colleges in the modern era, a gentleman who is about six, six to six, eight is going to be a forward, sometimes a center. It's very hard to get big men at HBCUs just because we tend not to get the attention. We tend not to get the, Uh, spotlight that these players are desiring to get and if we do get them they tend not to stay as long uh look how what happened with maker when he went to howard he went and pretty much as soon as he got there he played a couple games and he was gone so we're gonna see if bates is going to remain a forward or if we can get a few more guys some size in there uh bates could slide down to the to the wing position and play a true wing not be a Six 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 seven power forward. We don't need that. We need a six 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 seven guy playing playing small forward 
or shooting guard for those that are more traditionalist. But as Jalen Rose likes to uh, state, uh, basketball's positions are created so that novice can follow the game. The best basketball teams are positionless basketball teams, as we've seen with the Showtime Lakers, as well as any version of successful LeBron James championship teams. Um, That's kind of what you see there. Uh, But as we finish with basketball, we're also going to mention who probably seems like my favorite player. If you follow the FQ FAMU Twitter page, and if you're not, what are you doing? Uh, MJ Randolph is declared for the NBA draft, but supposedly is not signed with an agent yet. I believe that he's probably going to go through with this, uh, depending on what he hears back. If he hears back that he needs to come back, that is a huge get back. Um, Just because having MJ back, MJ was your leading scorer, and he really was the best player in the SWAC. I, I personally feel like another year in college would serve him well, but I don't really know what it does for his draft stock. Uh, I believe MJ is about 6'4", 6'3", really good handling, uh, nice mid-range shooter, and his three-point game is his three-point game. I mean, to me, he's a mid-range slasher. And so I, I think in the NBA atmosphere, if you put him into the uh, NBA, his size is maybe a limitation but he may have to work on developing a little more of an outside shot, but MJ's a really good player. So um, not a basketball scout, but I, I have a lot of confidence in MJ just from what I've seen throughout these uh, couple of years that he's been here at FAMU. Now we're going to the football program and I'm, I'm kind of moving quickly because I want to get to the Gaucher thing. I, I want to talk about it, uh, but we have some guys transferring out. Uh, Malcolm Moultrie, he's an offensive lineman. He's transferring from, away from FAMU and wishing the best. Uh, but for some reason, he's ready to look for an opportunity at a different place. And this is something that we've seen at a lot of places that these students are experiencing the spring game. Once the spring game is over, you're seeing a bevy of transfers and students that hit the transfer portal. So it's it's pretty common to see right now, and this may be the new norm. This is only our second or third year of the transfer portal, and it's very often that we're seeing that once that spring game's over, these students are looking for a new home. Um, but we're going to wish them the best because uh, I'm not a hater over here, and I'm not going to be that. Uh, the next one, though, we do have some guys coming in to the program. That's going to be one, Devontae Wilson. He's a DB from Kansas, the University of Kansas, but he actually is from nearby Monroe. So Monroe Day School over there in the Gaston County area, and uh, he's coming back home. And again, family secondary has to be the most loaded secondary in black college football. I'm looking for some transfers out of there. I don't know where we're going to put some of these gentlemen I mean, this is a team that is getting ready for Miami. I, I don't I don't care what anybody says. Uh, you cannot dissuade me from the idea or the concept that Willie Simmons is building a football team to compete with Jackson State. He is building a team where he's going to be able to walk into that locker room and he's going to be able to curse a little bit, be able to yell a little bit and tell those guys, OK, your name's not the biggest these dudes at Jackson State think they're going to walk the dog with you because they got Coach Prime and they got this and they got that and they've got who fam you is. I feel like that's going to be his uh, talking point. 
And hopefully it resonates because, I mean, if you talk to people who don't know any better, family's going to get walked. Like, they're going to walk the dog with the Rattlers, and we're going to get stomped in our home state down in Miami, even though we lost the game by one point last year. Let them tell it they they, they drugged us. So uh, Willie Simmons is building a team that is going to be very competitive for the next season, especially that first game of the season. Next transfer we get in is going to be Isaiah Conley. He's a running back from Coastal Carolina, but he graduated high school at Orlando's Edgewater High School down there, not far from downtown uh, Orlando. And I can attest that that boy good. Uh, I have seen Conley play myself uh, several times, uh, including against my my high school when he was in high school in the playoffs, as well as uh, against Tallahassee Godby. Uh, while he was at Edgewater, uh, obviously, for those who don't know, I'm, I'm in the Orlando area. So attending a game at Edgewater is nothing. And uh, Conley's good. He's got a brother that supposedly uh, committed to Cookman. We'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, y'all forgive me. Great podcasting is me drinking on the pod. But uh, it's hot tea. Uh, but, yeah, Conley is a running back. He's fast. He's pretty fast. Uh, pretty solid guy. Shifty. And I really feel like he's he's coming in to replace Coates. I, I want to see if uh, Coates, who, the gentleman who looks like he had a serious leg injury. I, I speculate that maybe an ACL or MCL. Uh, supposedly he may be back by the end of the season. But if he can't, he can't. Take a medical red shirt, come back next year take a medical redshirt transfer uh do whatever's best for you and your family young man but conley's a good back he is really solid pretty good hands out of the backfield and he reminds you a lot of a maurice jones drew type of guy he he's not the biggest but he's kind of compact and fast so we're gonna see what he looks like uh for fam you but i'm hopeful that conley's gonna make a little bit of noise on the highest of seven hills now to the elephant in the room and I'm purposely giving this the most amount of time. I didn't want to overwhelm y'all with an hour show trying to talk about everything that's going on at FAMU just because it's a daunting task um, to just sit there and listen for that long. But what we do have going on is FAMU's in the hunt for a new athletic director. We have an interim director who's been there before and uh, the reason is because Courtney Gaucher has stepped down and the reason for him stepping down is not been clear yet. We haven't had a press conference or anything like that. There have been demands from some pundits that they want to hear what our president has to say and why Courtney Gaucher was let go. But as far as what we know right now is he's been let go. Uh, Some of the reasons that were given are speculative in nature, but they are because of breaching of contracts mainly related to the NASCAR deal, where if you did not know FAMU and both FAMU and Grambling have uh, NASCAR cars that went out there, went around the track, did pretty poorly. Um, But it got the brands out there for the masses to see. And I mean, that's cool. That's great. But there's supposedly some speculation, according to a a blog, that there was some breaching of contracts related to FAMU and the SWAC but when you do a little bit more digging 
that that seems to not be holding up its weight when compared to the facts and the figures. Uh, what I will say is this. Uh, I feel like Gauthier being fired was a personal thing. I don't think it was a he wasn't doing a good job. I feel like everything that he has done at FAMU during his time there states the obvious. Courtney Gauthier was a very good athletic director. Love him or hate him. He was a very good athletic director. Uh, probably one of the best ones we've had since Ken Riley. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm extremely biased towards Ken Riley because he balanced the budget. Like, I'm big on that. Ken Riley balanced the budget. Fam, you had a budget surplus when Ken Riley left. Like, I, I, I was here for it. God rest his soul. But the man was a great athletic director. Coach, eh, how you feel is how you feel. But he was a great athletic director. But Gauthier was good. We had a lot of projects that came to fruition. Uh, during the previous athletic director, we had a lot of projects that were trying to get done. But that old boy network kind of came in and held that up. And he just got tired of that garbage. I'm not going to lie to you. But Gauthier pushed through. And I really feel like people didn't like him. They didn't like his attitude. They didn't like his personality. They didn't like something about Courtney Gauthier. And because they didn't like him, he had to go. And uh, it sucks because he was doing good work. FAMU, the Why Not Us program, and everything else that was going on in his time there, new floors, stadium renovations, all all these different things that come to fruition. I'm not saying that he's solely responsible for it, but I'm saying they came to completion. I, to me, that there's one thing to say, oh, well, that was already in the plans. Cool. A lot of things been in the plans. FAMU's been working on getting a new stadium since I was a child. But guess what? We got a new stadium. <laughs> Under Gaucher, we have a stadium that's virtually brand new. Rebuilt. He was able to get the money. He was able to get the funds for it. The, st- the city had to bail him out. Had to bail us out a little bit on that. And we are still doing stuff for the federal government and other things like that as far as COVID facilities and whatnot. And that's kind of paying it back. But he wasn't a bad athletic director. He just wasn't well liked in, in between his uh, some of the brass up there. Some of the people up there did not care for him. And I feel like that cost him his job. And I, I I'm hesitant to say that I am excited to see what direction we go in because I'm actually not at a certain point. I'm, I'm a bit pessimistic because we've had two really good athletic directors and the both of them leave. They both leave because some bull one leaves because I mean, there's a good reason he went to be with his family in Georgia, but he also left because he guys just got tired of just fighting and fighting and fighting and getting nowhere. And then you get another athletic director who comes in and he gets things done. Like him or not, he got stuff done. The stadium gets redone. We have the cooling facility that's going to be used during the summers in Tallahassee. And if you've never been to Tallahassee in the summer, it's horrible. I'm not saying it to besmirch the city. I'm from Tallahassee. I'll be there this summer. Guess where I won't be outside at 12 o'clock 
running in the sun. Not doing that garbage. The football team is. We get the new new courts at Gaither. We get new softball field. We get more kittles looking like a darn baseball field. It's not. It's no no more. No more are the days where the same coaches that are arguing balls and strikes or at first and third base are now grooming the field so that the players can get back on it during the seventh inning stretch or in between innings. Our coaches aren't out there fixing the field. Like under the Gaucher administration, a lot of things came to fruition. It may not be that he was solely responsible, but they came to completion. And so I I really want to see what that is. I believe Michael Smith is our interim athletic director. I'm a bit miffed that, uh, Associate AD Keith didn't get a shot. Like, why was his name not even mentioned? Like, why is it as soon as that Gauthier leaves, we bring in somebody that is from the old boys network, in my opinion? Why is that? I'm I'm not a fan of that. Um, I really feel like if you want progress and you want change, you have to do what we did with Gauthier. Bring in somebody who's not a rattler. We got to get out of this thing of somebody's got to be a fam you and to see any progress because that stuff don't work. It don't like if you keep bringing in the same people from the same place, you're going to get the same results. We need new ideas, new thoughts, new concepts. I don't like the idea of paying $900 for two season tickets, but the two season tickets come with a parking space and the football team's winning. The football team goes to the playoffs. We're getting better athletes. We look like we go to the weight room. The field house has been renovated. Like we've been investing in the program and the fruits are showing. And now we're going to go back and turn the wheel back and say, oh, we've done all this stuff. Now let's get what we used to get before. Nobody wants that. I'm just saying, I don't know whether it's uh, the president. I don't know who it is, but. To be honest, we have to get out of this phase of it's got to be a fam you and running it. No, it doesn't. It has to be the best person running it. You see, if there was someplace else, we we call it nepotism. Why 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 they got to hire their kid? Why they got to hire their cousin? That's nepotism. Us searching for a fam you and for all these positions is nepotism, and it's the least efficient way. To promote people, we should find the best qualified person, somebody with some experience and bring them in and let them do the darn job. Otherwise, bring back Gaucher, slap him on the wrist, apologize and call it a dang day. But I feel like something else happened behind closed doors. I feel like there were some arguments. I believe there were some disagreements and there were some miffed feathers or ruffled feathers, especially when that contract wasn't renewed. And there was a look around at what have I done all this time? Everything that is going on is under my administration and under my group and with the people that I brought in. And I don't think that continues. I feel like we're going to see some departures and uh, they're well, they're well suited to do so. So uh, it's going to be an interesting time on the Hill. A lot went on this week and I tried to keep the episode short uh, mainly because y'all really don't want to hear about the baseball team and everything else. I, I do. <laughs> I genuinely love FAMU. You want to hear about the athletic director situation. 
I, I will say this as far as for myself, and this is completely unsupported speculation that within the next week or two, we will likely have a press conference explaining what happened uh, just so that folks can make themselves look good. I feel like people are getting their stories straight as far as what they're going to tell, what documents they're going to use and things like that. And that's going to be what's utilized to determine why uh, Gaucher was, was not going to be brought back and what may have led to him resigning. But again, that's unproven, pure speculation and just my opinion. Uh, but we're going to see y'all. That was that was really a, a big kick in the teeth. And it definitely upset some of the coaches. I mean, you, you saw Willie Simmons the day before Gaucher leaves writes this really nice things congratulating and saying how great of a leader Gaucher is and then the next day the man's let go <laughs> and you're like whoops and then a few days later pretty much a day after Gaucher's let go Willie Simmons lets you know he is not pleased with the firing or not the firing but with Gaucher stepping down and the reasons associated with him stepping down I have to make sure I say him stepping down he wasn't fired it's just the pure reaction of somebody not coming back in that fashion makes it feel like he was getting, he got fired. Uh, but he, he stepped down, he stepped down on his own volition. And, uh, again, you're seeing that right before the day of giving, I mean, it was just a horrible timing. I mean, you have literally family folks saying, I'm not giving any money because of this. And I mean, that's not the right way to do things. Don't withhold your money from the university. Withhold your money from athletics. <laughs> but, Put the money somewhere else. Give it to your your department you graduated from or something like that. But on whatever you donate your money, say, I wasn't pleased. We do have the uh, FAMU's going to have the National Alumni Association meeting in Tallahassee in June. Voice your opinions there. Talk to the legislator. Talk to whoever you can. Let them know that you're not happy about this. But withholding money from the students is not going to help them because when you or I were on FAMU's campus, uh, sometimes it was the alumni's gifts and those handshakes and hugs with $5, $20, $150 to $500 plus that got you through. So you withholding your funds is hurting the next generation. So we're going to see what turns into uh, what this turns into in the following weeks, though, who the new athletic director is going to be. I firmly speculate that the interim is going to become the main athletic director and just utilize, try to utilize Gaucher's team that is up there. Um, I don't really support that idea, but I very much speculate that that's going to be the easy way to get that guy um, the position. He could be a great athletic director. I just, I haven't seen it. And I was very fond of what Gaucher was doing. So I'm a prisoner of the moment and I'm candid about that. My candor will not decrease because I do or don't like someone or I um a prisoner of the moment. I'm, I'm not going to lie and tell you that I'm not when I am. I love going on campus and seeing all those beautiful things that are taking place. I hate some of the ways that the dorms have been taken down like some of you fellow Rattlers do. But at the same point, I'm also looking forward to seeing this stuff being rebuilt hoping for the university's enrollment to increase and things of that nature so uh, that is what's going on at florida and university right now 
if you haven't seen season tickets are on sale uh, we also have the new floors at Gaither Gymnasium and uh, just a whole lot going on on campus this week not to sound melancholy about what's going on but we really have a lot to do at FAMU and we have some work to do so if you are as displeased as some of us are with the Gaucher move make it known make some contacts known and make sure you also talk with your money put some money in, in some departments that you wouldn't normally put it into and relate it to FAMU and say hey um, I don't like what's going on um, with this program and make it known uh, because that's definitely what our counterparts do they they continue to push the envelope. Uh, last thing before we leave the show, somebody brought up the idea of doing an NIL. Y'all, that, that's the move. If you are not familiar, Florida State has a program called the Rising Spear Program, and literally it's an NIL program. And within about a month, they're up to about over 500 people, if I'm not mistaken. And we're talking big money. Like, big money program because as I talk to you right now, they're showing a replay of the Miami Virginia game and the stadium was dead empty. Like there were more people at the orange blossom classic than there were at that football game. And that program is not going to be able to sustain that garbage. <laughs> you know, with, with an 80,000, 70,000 seat stadium that has 25 or 30,000 people in it, that's not sustainable, but they're going to continue to get good talent because crystal ball is a good coach x y and z but the the thing comes in when it's money time and that's what's going to help fam you stand out and Gaucher was kind of leading to that he was working on an nil type deal um i don't think we're allowed to do that um we're not <laughs> but i really feel like that may be the thing that nobody's talking about fam you and public universities are not supposed to deal with nil deals like that that may be the smoking gun that no one is talking about opposed to all this other stuff. I think the smoking gun was the fact that he was openly talking to people about setting up NIL deals. I'm just saying it's out there and it's not hard to find. So, um, but that's going to be our show. Y'all um, continue to support the university. And as always, it's going to be fangs up.